The musketing of Twitter has begun. Stephen Javis, MAGA Hulk, joining me to dig through this and so many other issues today. We're also going to talk to Stephen Davis about the Antifa attack at his turning point event in UC Davis by 100 Antifa militants. We're going to get into so much today. Will Elon Musk restore freedom of speech as he's firing the crooked scumbags that were running Twitter? But first, I want to remind you that if you want to come see myself, you want to come see Stephen Davis, you want to see Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, you want to come see Kaylee McEnany, Candace Owens, the great Tim Pool, Mike Lindell, so many others, go to amfest.com. That's amfest.com and utilize promo code POSO. Do not be coming to me. Hours you know, before the event starts, days before the event starts, and say, POSO, get me on the list. Give it. No, 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 no. You're going to go right now. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to amfest.com. Use promo code POSO. Boom. You're going to get 25% off your general admission. I will see you there. With a list of private phone numbers, addresses, yet Kathy Griffin, she's fine. The guy who threatened the lives of these kids in Covington and said, lock them in the school and burn it down, you did nothing. I mean, he got suspended to take his tweets down. Was he banned for threatening the lives of kids? Absolutely not. So, again, we have, and I'm, I'm happy to talk about all these details. We have our policies that are meant to protect people. And they're meant to enable free expression as long as you're not trying to silence somebody else. Now, we take a variety of different enforcement mechanisms around that. Sometimes you get warned. Sometimes your tweet is forced to be deleted. It's a very rare occasion where we will outright suspend someone without any sort of warning. So that was a lie. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is October 28th, 2022, Anno Domini. I am Jack Pacific. That was Vijaya Gade and Tim Pool about three years ago, going back and forth on the Joe Rogan program where she lied. Just lied straight to his face and lied to everybody who's a user of the program, lied to everybody who potentially was interested, obviously investors, if you're investing into, uh, at the time, Twitter was a public company. Elon Musk has fired her. She was escorted out of the building. Uh, Parag, the CEO, was escorted out. The CFO was escorted out. He has fired all of these people. And the big piece that's coming forward now, according to Bloomberg, Elon Musk has brought over his digital engineers from Tesla because he wants them to crack open the code and start looking at it internally. He also ordered them to freeze any changes to the Twitter code as of 24 hours ago. What does this mean? That means that when his guys start looking at this thing, they'll be able to tell Elon everything that was going on under the hood. Ladies and gentlemen, Neo has entered the matrix. What do I mean? I mean that finally now there is somebody on the other side of that algorithm actually figuring out what was going on, figuring out the shadow banning, the suppression, the fact that you've been losing followers. You wake up every morning and you lost all the followers that you gained. How did that happen? Well, I'll tell you something right now. And I, you know, knock on wood and all that stuff. I have had a follower increase of something like 15,000 followers since just last night, and I've not seen the, the normal overnight loss of followers that you usually see. The other piece of news that's out there, Elon Musk announcing that he's going to start a content moderation council. Very interesting to see who goes on that. And the point being is he wants them to be involved when it comes to all suspensions and all content moderation. Joining me 
to discuss these issues and more. TPUSA contributor Stephen Davis, you may know him as the one, the only, the legendary MAGA Hulk. Stephen, thanks so much for coming off me, man. Oh, you know it's nothing but a pleasure for me, Jack. Thank you for having me. Well, and people don't know you and I, when we did the Holy Land uh, tour recently, that you, myself, so many other people, you were on that trip with me. So we were just, believe it or not, folks, in the Holy Land together. Yeah, and that was a phenomenal trip. Goodness gracious. I gleaned so much from that. I am so glad I was able to go on that. Goodness gracious. We got to do that again. No, I, I tell people that, you know, we were there, what, 10 days, and I feel like it wasn't enough. And if you have the opportunity, you're so blessed to be able to go to the Holy Land. Just do it. Just do it. Don't think about it. Yeah. If you have time, if you have the money, if you have, if your health is good, just go. Just do it, right? Just yeah. just make sure. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, you know, you're terrible if you don't go, but if you can, just don't want to pass this up. But, you know, I want to get back to, to Elon Musk and Twitter. I mean, from my perspective, I think this is one of the biggest things that's going on out there, because if you have freedom of speech, you have the ability to argue every other issue. But what do you think, Stephen? Because the the question that I've had all week is, should we trust this man? Should we trust this man and put all of our eggs in the Elon Musk basket? You know what? I, I'm a big fan of seeing people watching what they do and uh, based on what it is that they're doing, they're based on their actions, then we can go ahead and trust them. Obviously, he put his money all the way where his mouth was, and he is trying to <laughs> he's trying to shake it up right now, and he's shaking things up. And the fact that he's already fired all these different bad actors who are suppressing free speech, who are squashing and quashing free speech, the very fact that he's able to stand up and and for the American people, he's not standing up for the right, he's not standing up for the left, he's standing up for the American people, he's standing up for free speech. I think this man should be trusted, considering the fact that he is putting considerable resources into figuring out what's really going on. And like you said, what's going on under the hood when it comes to Twitter. So you, are you saying that we've got 44 billion reasons to trust Elon Musk? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th think about it. Absolutely. That's kind of money. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the kind of money that any of us likely will ever see in our lifetimes. And he just stroke of a pen. Now it's not all his 44 billion or obviously there's investors, there's, you know, there's different pieces of this, but, um, I'd like to see it and maybe we'll find out, you know, how much specifically of his own money went in, but man, 44 billion, you, you don't spend that kind of, and by the way, the, to your point, right? Those investors would not have invested that money with Elon if they did not think they were going to make a return on this. And that's why they're talking about integration with Rumble. They're talking about uh, payment processors. Of course, Elon comes from PayPal. That's how uh, he made his money originally. He's talking about integrating it, making it more like an all-in-one app that everybody can use, which actually sounds kind of nice. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want Big Brother having control of that either. That's true. I mean, I think that he's trying to, he's just kind of trying to certain, you know, see certain things and see if this mm -hmm. works, if that works. I mean, he just got, uh, acquired it and he has a lot of ideas and I'm all for uh, ideas and whatnot, but, uh, you know, some of them are going to pan out, some are not. But at the end of the day, the very fact that he's trying to open up the channels of free speech so that we can be able to disseminate these ideas, um, you know, especially have these debates, these open-ended debates that we can have yes. with the left. Because what's going on is usually the left that's put out their, their side and we can't give ours. So the very fact that we're able to do that, it's going to change the game uh, immensely. And hopefully this uh, uh, cascades down to the other social media platforms. No, I, I couldn't agree more because if you don't adopt this and Twitter becomes the number one place to be, then guess what? Everybody's going to head off. That being said, 
Uh, I'm going to keep my getter open. I'm going to keep my true social open, my telegram, because, you know, hedge your bets, right? Always have an insurance policy, always have a plan B. And I I think that you do need that. But at the same time, you know, I'm excited about this. I think I think it's moving in the right direction. Uh, It's obviously something that we want going forward. I will say this, though, when it comes to that content moderation panel, I tweeted this earlier, Adam. I said, Elon, uh, you should only appoint people to the council that have they they themselves been banned on Twitter. <laughs> Someone who's actually been through that it. would be an interesting thought. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> I know we're we're coming up we're coming up on our first break, but you know I, I said this on Tim Pool last night, and and I'll throw it out again here. There's a line in Machiavelli, uh, and to paraphrase it, he says that if a prince needs to commit atrocities, he should commit them early and all at once. And so Elon, fire them all, man. Just fire every single one of these people that's standing in your way, that's standing in the way of the vision, standing in the way of what Twitter used to be, an actual free speech platform. Get rid of the um, this blue check mafia, get rid of the fact checks, Get bring back all the Anons, a general amnesty, and, and speak up. Speak up for the people that didn't have huge platforms, but 50, 25, 100 followers, whatever it is, bring them all back. Come right back. Stephen Davis, MAGA Hulk. Halloween is upon us this weekend, and I know, I know you're thinking, belly's full of candy, kids are getting too much of that stuff. Well, let me tell you something, that's not the only thing you should be filling your belly with this weekend, because what you should be doing is going to Good Ranchers and making sure that you get the finest quality meats for when you're having your dinner. Not only are they gonna be so much better than the stuff that you're buying in the store, they're also gonna be healthier and they're gonna be more succulent and more delicious than anything that you've ever had. Why? Because Good Ranchers has all your beef, chicken, and seafood needs. They one have 100% American meat sourced from local American farms. The beef is prime and upper choice, the highest quality ribeyes, T-bones, New York strips, signature steak burgers, Wagyu burgers, steak, house quality right in your home. So look, while the trick-or-treaters are going to be coming up looking for that bowl full of candy, you can say, hey, don't even worry about that. Let me tell you something. GoodRanchers.com slash POSO has the meat that'll come straight to your house even before the trick-or-treaters get there. And if you want it come first, go to GoodRanchers.com slash POSO for $30 off and free express shipping. Good Ranchers, American meat deliver. Link in the bio, GoodRanchers.com slash POSO. This is what happens, CTP USA events. We can't even come out here and support freedom of speech. <laughs> Destroyed my phone. This young girl was was maced outside of a UC Davis event here at the MAGA Hulk event. Stephen and Davis destroyed my property. They broke her property just simply for Took being a conservative. And they don't even know I'm a conservative. They maced everybody here. They maced everybody here. <laughs> Should we call the cops? So, Stephen, and, th- and this is the reason I wanted to get you on, because you've really been a, a lot in the press lately, not necessarily for anything that you did, um, something that you actually couldn't do, because an event that you were planning to hold at UC Davis was attacked by Antifa. Uh, obviously, we're seeing video there of students that were assaulted, a female student who was maced. What happened that night? It was unreal. It's absolutely unreal. Of course, when it comes to Antifa, when it, of course, when it comes to the left, we just got to talking about the the suppression of free speech. Uh, free speech, and this is exactly what happened when they came to me going to the school. I went to the school, and and people was already out there doing their chants, and I tried to engage with them. I told them, 
you know, because they were hurling all sides, uh, types of obscenities and things of this nature. And I said, is this any way to uplift black voices? Because this is something that you constantly say that you do. And they continued to call me a fascist. And I asked them if they even knew what that means. And, and then I started walking away. And that's when they started running up and causing a commotion already as soon as I got there. So this was long before the quote unquote proud voice stepped onto this, uh, the scene. But these people are already violent. These people are already causing a commotion and trying to uh, be a disruption and threatening um, before, you know, the, the event even started, obviously. And uh, unfortunately, due to their actions, the event was shut down and uh, we were escorted out by police. Because at that point, you weren't able to ensure the safety of the attendees. Obviously, as we're seeing in this video, and and just to be be clear on this, she wasn't fa- maced by police, right? She was maced by Antifa and the phone Absolutely. and all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, she, she don't she don't look much. And by the way, you know, just looking at her, she don't look too much like a proud boy to me. <laughs> and that's the unfortunate aspect when it comes to her uh, her account. She was saying that basically they asked her uh, who she was, as you know, as if they were the police and her, uh, themselves. And when she didn't respond or didn't give them an answer, they proceeded to start baiting her and starting attacking her. And this is the vicious left. This is the vicious radical left that we're talking about who always want to suppress free, free speech. They want to set, shut down the conversation. They don't even want to have a conversation. They don't want our ideas out there. And it's absolutely ridiculous. We have to stand up against this type of foolishness. So uh, they basically targeted you. They knew you were coming, obviously. And I, I think you were speaking there. And I was down in, at the University of Louisiana LSU event um, the day after. It was the same day that Penn State went crazy. So, of course, our security mm-hmm. was up. Fortunately, nothing happened, but our security is very, very tight just in case. I even had my my wife was there, my kid. Um, and yeah. when you're looking at this, though, they actually attacked based on, I mean, they knew you were speaking. Um, they rolled out in full force. That's a full on black block. And for folks who don't understand what a black block is, you know, now the UC Davis, that's uh, Sacramento, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, Sacramento. So. They're coming out in Sacramento, that northern California area, but then getting close to Portland, getting towards Seattle. This is where the black block tactic really was born, um, particularly in the Battle of Seattle, going back all the way to 1999. When it comes to the U.S. version, the original version comes from Germany in the 70s and 80s of black blocking. And so the fact that they came out, the reason they're dressed in black like that, and I write about this, AntifaBook.com, you can all check it out. It's because they know that certain members of that group are going to commit violent crimes. And then the other members of that group who may not be willing to commit them. So they, you know, they act as decoys. They act as camouflage for the rest because one runs out and does something, maces somebody, tags something, hits somebody, and then you run back into the group. And then it's hard to be able to tell who actually did that. There's a hierarchy. They call it the greens, the yellows and the reds. So the greens is most of them. That's the people who don't want to don't want to attack, but are willing to be part of it as camouflage, the yellows, that's your organizers. And then the reds are the ones that are actually going out and doing it like a pyramid. Mm, goodness gracious. And, and you want to talk about how organized these people are. They are indeed absolutely 100% organized. I mean, I always say that they're the military w- wing of the leftist party, right? They what, are what kind of tactics, what kind of tactics were they using? What did you see? Oh, I saw the umbrellas. They were ready for everything. They were, I saw wow. the umbrellas. I said they had different satchels or whatever, whatnot. Um, they were using the uh, barricades to bang up against the windows as if they were trying to get in. I don't know because I was inside. 
Um, they were just trying to cause a commotion, trying to cause a disturbance, and of course, attack anybody on site who didn't adhere to whatever it is that they wanted to uh, uh, try to try to do. I mean, it's unbelievable. These people are absolutely savage when it comes to the things that they're trying to produce and, and they're always trying to produce violence. Well, it's Marcuse tells us, right? It's it's repressive tolerance. It's this idea of that the only true tolerance can be that which we intolerate, right? So uh, you must destroy something if it is, and in, in your case, of course, because you're, you know, such a, a uh, white nationalist member of the KKK and, uh, you know, all this, that you've got to be shut down. Um, and, and it's it's crazy, though, because you know that you're dealing with, and, and we talked about this recently, um, on another show I was on that it's, it's not just left and right anymore because you've got people that are beyond the political spectrum because they don't believe in a political ideology. What they believe is a Ooh. political theocracy. It's a the, it's a theology that they believe in. Yes, yeah, that's actually very true. It's kind of interesting to see how this is becoming uh, almost religious, right? The way that they yeah. adhere to these different tenets and it's, it's really scary because once you, you're talking about uh, religious fanaticism, when it comes to these people and this cult-like behavior, it's really hard to try to break down. It's really hard to try to come back because these are, now you're talking about zealots, right? So right. Um, it's really interesting how this is really transpiring, but uh, we need to put a stop to this and the police need to get involved as well. The Justice Department needs to get involved because this is ridiculous. This is not sustainable for the United States of America. No. And by the way, you know, talking about California, obviously, that's a state where they've by and large in many of these cities, they've done away with uh, with cash bail. They've done away with locking people up before uh, in pretrial if they were violent. It's it's horrific. And so this isn't just situations where it's happening to students. This happens to people on the street. This happens to people out in town. This happens to people across San Francisco. That's why people are fleeing the state of California. Uh, what would you say, though? I mean, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you are you planning to get back out there? You, do you have more events scheduled? Are you planning to do it? Can you tell us? Oh, yes, I have uh, events all over at this point in time. Uh, the, you know, the message will not be stopped. Although it was stopped at that one place, it would not be stopped all over. I'm going out there. I'm going to debunk systemic racism or current systemic racism. It will happen. They will not stop me from that. Love that energy. I love that energy. You can't stop the message. The show goes on. We're going to come right back. We'll talk about another piece of violence in violent California. We come back here with Stephen Davis, MAGA Hulk himself. Stay tuned. Is this the guy who's like a nudist, former nudist? Is it okay to say any of that stuff? Nope. So what's the headline here? What are you listening to? That's a hot a journalist on a hot mic at the press conference in San Francisco where the police are talking about this horrific attack on essentially Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, 82 years old. We're told that he's in brain surgery after a 2 a.m. hammer attack at his home in San Francisco. I don't understand where security was or if anything like this. Obviously, the secret speaker of the house's um, personal residence. And somebody smashes in two in the morning, uh, threatening to tie him up, we're told. 
the reporters are digging into this guy. We're digging in this guy. Everyone's digging in this guy. They're saying he's a former nudist. He was making hemp jewelry. Um, he had a conspiracy theory blog. Just sounds to me like a complete nut job. But what's crazy, though, is that this reporter is asking his boss if he can talk about any of the stuff that he knows is true about this guy. And, and the guy says no. And it sounds like they're trying to only spin it as if it's one sort of thing. What Stephen, isn't that exactly what we're talking about when you, we just talked about the violence at your event? Absolutely. Again, goodness, violence is not okay. And this is something that we have to say across the daggone board, across the spectrum, right, left, center. It doesn't matter if violence is not okay. We should be able to, first and foremost, be able to protect one another. And we should be able to lock up who are going to be ministers to society and ministers to uh, the, the general public. But also, we need to get the facts out to the American people. Goodness gracious, what is going on here where we're given, uh, asking for permission of what we can say and what we can't say because we don't want to demonize a certain situation or a certain person in a certain way? This is ridiculous. Get the facts out to the American people. That's your job as the media. To get the facts out to the American people and let the American public do with it as they will. But this is absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe that this is happening. Right. So they're going to try to spin it one way. They're going to say it was political. They're going to say this is why, but they're not going to give you the full background that this guy, um, you know, I'm not seeing anything in his background that we pulled up so far prior to this that seemed violent, but certainly does seem like a nut job. Um, yeah. You know, Berkeley residents, anti-war um, back during the Iraq war era. So, you know, that would probably put him on the left, at least at that time, a former nudist. Look, look, look. getting aside from the politics of it. Right. I don't want to play that game. The game I do want to play is to say, I don't care who the victim is. We shouldn't say that we support violence if it's someone who's on the political uh, other side across the aisle from us or not. What we should be saying is we're against all violence, whether it's Senator Rand Paul, who was attacked by his neighbor, whether it's this in this situation, Paul Pelosi, or if it's just somebody walking down the street or, or if you're some mom or some you know, some dad who's just come home from work, you're trying to get your kids to school, whatever you're doing. We see this in Philadelphia like crazy. The ring videos that are coming out of the violence that's going on in the streets and across the country. That's why conservatives have been saying, let's get back to law and order and stop letting these crazies completely control our streets. Absolutely. I 100% concur. This is why we're big on law and order when it comes to us on the right. We always talk about this because at the end of the day, we want our citizenry to be safe, especially from these lawless individuals who don't care about law and order, who just want to go out and hurt people. We need our citizenry to be safe. Why is that such a foreign, uh, a foreign concept? So we, what we're doing here is we're saying, look, this is what's going on right now. Again, it's unsustainable. We need law and order. We need this do away with this cash bail and, 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 and jail reform, bail reform. We need to do away with this idea that we can't have criminals uh, uh, locked up and put in, in prison. They need to be locked up. We need to save our criminal, well, save our, our, our citizenry and, and prosecute our criminals to the fullest extent of law. That's how we get our country on, on track. Look, and I'm, not I'm even as a police while we're at it. You know, you know what else I'm even going to, oh, I'm going to add, and I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I would have been perfectly fine if Paul Pelosi had had a firearm in that house in San Francisco, in California, where it's very hard to have one of these things, well, guess what? That's why you should have a firearm in your house to be able to defend yourself if you're 82 years old and some guy, no, he tried to use it with a hammer, but guess what? The guy grabbed the hammer away. 
The guy grabbed the hammer away. You're 82 years old. What happens? I mean, thank God that he did survive, at least as far as we know, he's still in the hospital. But I'm just I'm going to say it right now. To me, that is something where, of course, have a gun to be able to defend yourself, defend you and yours. And in some of these states, they say duty to retreat. You know, you have to run away and all this. Look, I, I, I got little kids in my house. Um, the idea that we wouldn't be able to have these to defend ourselves, I, I, I think is ridiculous. But before we run out of time, I, I wanted to throw a congratulations your way, because if I remember correctly, you got a little something going on next week. Isn't that right? <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. I am getting married, baby. It's getting hit. It's going to be fancy. Yes. Getting hitched. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't well, wait. And, and what's Cannot what's crazy wait. though is so you're you're next Saturday, so the November fifth, right? Yes, sir. So November fifth. Hold on a second. That's the exact same anniversary as me and Tanya Tay. It's the same day. It's our fifth anniversary coming up. How about we just say that we planned that? Okay. Well, let's just wait, wait, say, say that we planned that. Planned that. Well, no, it's you know it's like the movie, right? <laughs> remember the member the fifth of November. But also this no, this is good though. Cause I can now next year I can text you and say, yo, Steve, which day is it again? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm going to consult you. Okay, man. Come on. You got to help me out with this, man. What right, day? What right, day? right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, Hey, we're almost out of time. Let people know that, uh, uh, where can people go? You said you're doing more events. Where can people go to follow you to get more information about that, get access to these events and make sure that they show up because we, the message, as you said, the message will not be stopped. Absolutely. You can go to turningpointusa.com when it comes to my events and uh, the different things that I have planned. And uh, when it comes to uh, the different socials and uh, I'm always posting the next event when it comes, especially when it comes to Instagram. I'm, I'm heavy on Instagram. That's Stephen Davis 1776 on Instagram. Follow me and I will definitely be getting out there to the American people. They will not stop me. Let me let that be known. Coming in hot on the gram, MAGA Hulk on Instagram, <laughs> Stephen Davis. Now, appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on, joining us here, Human Events Daily, going through the day's news. And, and folks, just for all of you out there, look, we don't want violence, whether it's at a conservative event, whether it's at a liberal event, we're against all of it. That's kind of the point. And that's why I celebrate what Elon's doing. And I hope that he comes through, you know, trust but verify. That's what they always say. But I want to get back to a place where we can have dialogue where we don't have people trying to resort to violence, whatever your political persuasion is. So make sure you go check out Border Battle at Salem now. The last episode is dropping today. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.